welcome to the Diz Explorers podcast, where each week we explore different avenues of the crazy, gigantic Disney universe that is out there for all of us to explore and play in and be happy in. So this week, as it's getting closer towards holiday time, uh, most of our explorers are busy doing different things. Everybody's got Christmas shopping to do, houses to decorate, trips to plan. Uh, I know Melanie is getting ready for her giant chaperone trip where she'll be with, I don't know, a couple of hundred of high school band children next week. And uh, Crystal is at some sort of work function tonight as well. So it's just got the four of us. Tonight we're going to do another Q&A style show, kind of like we did with Jessica a couple weeks ago in Disneyland, but tonight's topic is going to be a first Christmas trip. Our master Jedi planner, Adrian, had uh, answered my call as we were chatting on our Facebook group a couple weeks ago, and I didn't say it as a challenge, but I was kind of like, oh, why don't you plan a uh, plan a Christmas trip, you know, th- three weeks out? And lo and behold, not to my surprise, she uh, <laughs> she did it. And she did it, you know, for a week before and week of and, you know, typed in what she had what she had gotten and fast passes and resorts and, and ADRs and it was awesome and it was amazing. And so we're just kinda do gonna do a Q and A type thing between the four of us. Uh Milford and myself have been to Walt Disney World during the Christmas time, either before or after or within those two weeks. So uh we come from the experience end. It's something that Adrian would like to do. And so this just be a good conversation about uh, one of the the absolute busy, busiest times at all, not just Walt Disney World, but all of the Disney parks. Um, Jessica, have you been to Disneyland uh, within, you know, around Christmas time or that week anywhere near there? Oh, yeah, a bunch of times. I've actually been up until like the 23rd, so when it's really like Christmas insanity. Cool, cool. All right, so we can definitely get her feedback from the West Coast end too because... Uh, none of us that are presently recording tonight have have been out there. So, um, being that that is a, a heavy local park, I, I'm curious to see if that's becomes more touristy during the holidays, or if it's just uh, or kind of stays the course as it does the rest of the year. So, we're just going to get started tonight, and uh, I don't have any formality to this. So, if anybody <laughs> thinks of a question besides me, feel free to to kind of jump in and. And uh, we'll see where the conversation takes us. So I, I think my first question would be for her, What, if you were to go, what, when would you like to go? Would you like to go before Christmas? Would you like to be there on Christmas Day? What, what, was, your, what was your thinking be behind that? And, you're, and keep in mind, Adrian has, has two young children, so she'd be traveling <laughs> with them. <laughs> well, it, it, yeah. it, it, it puts a different approach on it, you know? It does. It does. Ideally, if I could plan my perfect Christmas trip, it would really probably be either the first or second week of December, probably the second week, because you still get the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, where you don't get that during the week of Christmas. And also the crowds aren't quite at peak insanity yet. (laughs) But given that I do have two young kids and I have to work around the school schedule as much as possible 
because I always thought that I would be okay with pulling my kids out of school, but it turns out I'm not. I'm just too much of a rule follower to be able to do that. <laughs> so, so I think ideally it would probably be the week before Christmas and on a year like this in 2016 where Christmas falls on a weekend, that week right before, um, before the kind of Christmas week starts. But when I was kind of doing the challenge that we talked about on Facebook, I did both because I also think that it would be really fun to be there on Christmas day, but maybe not with young kids. Like maybe if it was just me and my husband, it would be better. So really any time in the month of December, that's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't go wrong. Def- definitely. I mean, we all know you've, you've done your homework and you, you do like your, your crowd calendar. So definitely for peace of mind and, for maybe a first time trip, I, I think that's probably a good idea. The first two weeks, because like you said, the parks are fully decked out. This year, in particular, the parade has already been filmed, so you don't have to deal mm-hmm. with that nonsense. the The tree is is up on Main Street. For those of you that don't know, by the flagpole where they put their main tree in the Magic Kingdom in Florida, that stays down until they film the parade portions at Walt Disney World because they usually set the hosts up on the train station and they want a clear view of Cinderella Castle and everything coming down the street. So when they used to do it this, which was usually this weekend in December, you kind of lost out on that, on that tree because like we've said on previous podcasts and most people know by now, the day after Halloween, it's, it's Christmas. So (laughs) this year they filmed the parade a lot earlier and there was less segments that were filmed in Walt Disney world, which is fine with me. Because then the tree went up and it's full Christmas, you know, for the almost the full two months that they keep everything up. So I can say that my first trip Christmas was in the 90s. I think it was 94, I believe, which was the year I graduated high school. I don't remember a ton of it I do remember there being crowds and it being and I remember we must have went early December because I do remember being there when they were filming the parade and standing on Main Street and listening to the same music loop for which seemed forever and I to this day I don't know why we stood there and watched and waited I don't know what we thought we were going to be a part of but that's about all I remember from that trip and the next trip was 97 and that I remember that I remember more of, mainly because I was old enough to drink by then. And I remember <laughs> we stayed through New Year's. I think we came in after Christmas. And I remember at MGM Studios, New Year's Eve, watching. They had great live acts, like, all over the place. And they had the Doobie Brothers down there. And then they had Kevin Bacon and his brother playing, which <laughs> I <laughs> could have cared less about him. But watching the Doobie Brothers was pretty cool because at the time I was a huge classic rock fan. And I was able to drink beer. So, you know, New Year's Eve, Walt Disney World, <laughs> drinking beer, happy man. And it was freezing that year. It was just as bad as it, as it would have been if I was home in Connecticut. Like, I remember people buying hats and gloves and all sorts of stuff like that. But at that age, I didn't do – there wasn't fast passes. Animal Kingdom wasn't open yet that year because it was 97. So you just had the three parks. And just there was – I don't remember running around and not – being able to do everything. I remember it was busy, but, and then after that, we didn't go back again, I believe until my kids were born and after I was married. 
And by that point, it was it was just completely crazy. Uh, my my son's first trip was Christmas. We flew down the day after Christmas with my brother. He was he was almost a year old. He was born at the beginning of January, so we were actually down there for his. We left on the day of his first birthday. But that I remember being nutty with a stroller. And then again, there still wasn't. There was fast passes, but. I don't know. A lot of it's a blur unless I see the unless I unless I go back and look at the pictures. Like I can't remember like specific experiences and being I just remember just taking our time and and just doing what we had to do and we were there for 10 days. So we were in no hurry to do anything. And I think that's one of my questions that I have if you plan a trip around Christmas is it better to cuz you know we because I'm, we're not locals by any means, but I mean it's not that long for us to get there from South Carolina. Is it better to have a significantly longer trip than we usually take? Because ours are usually either long weekends of like two to three days in the parks or maybe a week where we do four or five days in the parks. But I was kind of thinking like you were that having a significantly longer period of time down there even if it is crowded, you don't feel like you're missing out on as much because you have more opportunity to get to what you wanted to get to. Uh, no, it does make sense. But in, in I mean, as you know, with with researching a lot of this stuff, it's kind of hard now because it's, you know, from from that weekend. And it depends on where Christmas falls. Like this year, Christmas is on what? It's on a Sunday. So mm-hmm. it, that's like a double whammy. I mean... That week before Christmas would probably be great, like that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I, I don't know when. I mean, for us up here in Connecticut, we get a half a day on the Friday, and then they're off the whole following week between Christmas and New Year's. So those uh, those yeah. days between Christmas and New Year's, there's no if ands or buts about it. It's park levels are tens across the board, all four parks. You know, Magic Kingdom and probably Studios this year, just because of how small it is, are going to hit capacity. Mm-hmm. By ten o'clock in the morning, I, I from the last Christmas trip that we took, I do remember that, and that was in 2012. And you know, and then again, I was there with a stroller again because my little guy was was six month old, and then I we had our two older kids, and so we would hit the park when it opened, which was seven o'clock every morning, and you know, did what we could do, and fast passes were in play at that point so whatever we had done fast passes probably for the most of the stuff in fantasy land because they were not old enough kids yeah well they weren't old enough and tall enough to go on any of the roller coasters and my wife and i knew that we weren't going to be able to do any of that stuff so we just kind of did that and then you know and, and it's and it's like an all of a sudden thing i just remember just like coming out of either philharmagic or something in that small world and it was just like holy crap where did everybody come from? It's like all of a sudden everybody woke up and just they just were like <laughs> dropped out of airplanes into the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> and it's 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 shoulder to shoulder. There's no I mean it is you definitely have to have a, a different a completely different mindset. You have to have your patience level needs to be set to the highest that it can be set. And it's not for everybody. It really really isn't. It's not for people who right. It's a beautiful time and it's a and it's a wonderful time to be down there and you know, we spent a lot of time at the resorts or you go to the other parks that's not that aren't as busy. You know, Epcot gets crowded, but it's so huge that it kind of doesn't feel that way unless you're in certain areas. So it's, you know, it kind of depends. Another thing that goes into it, if 
long weekends and like this year, Christmas and Christmas Eve being on the weekend, you're at peak holiday season for pricing. Yeah. So you got to put that in consideration, which is, you know, that's something outrageous. That's something that I discovered that I was really surprised by when I was kind of going through, if I were going to do this, this is what I would do. I looked at a value resort, a moderate resort and a deluxe resort and staying at all star music was actually more expensive than staying at Port Orleans French Quarter. So a, a value was actually more expensive during this peak time than a moderate resort, which I found interesting. That is very interesting. And yeah. and to be honest with you, even if it was the other way around, I wouldn't want to be anywhere near any of those all-stars during that time of year. Those, those, no. those resorts are nutty anyway, but at that time of year, I mean, it's just you, you want to choke people. <laughs> just with the bus and the transportation unless you have a car i mean right. you know and even at that you know the parking lots fill up and it's it's nuts to think i mean because if you've ever seen aerial shots of those parking lots at least definitely epcot and magic kingdom they're ginormous so to to so to know that those parking lots are full to capacity with cars and then the park is full is just it's when you think about it it's just mind blowing the amount yeah, of people that, that are just in that place all at the same time and just trying to do things. But I was surprised by a lot of the information that I kind of gathered while I was looking through this topic. The amount of, and I don't, and we've talked a lot about crowds this year and how crowds were down um, during the summer months when you would expect them to be, you know, at peak times. And even during this upcoming Christmas season, I'm really curious to see what happens with the crowd levels because I've done a last minute trip before we decided on a Wednesday to go down the next Thursday. So, I mean, I was doing last minute resorts and fast passes and ADRs and all of that good stuff. And in September, it was very limited as to what we could get, but here it is, you know, three weeks away from my fantasy, you know, hypothetical trip. (laughs) And I could, I, the only fast pass that I could not get any day that I tried to look for it was Frozen Ever After. You could get Seven Dwarves Mine Train, you could get Soren, you could get Space Mountain, all of the other kind of big ticket attractions. There were fast passes that were still available except for Frozen, but that makes sense. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. And then dining reservations, I, you can't get Cinderella's Royal Table, but that's impossible nearly year round. Yeah. Garden Grill for a candlelight processional was open. There were Be Our Guests open, Brown Derby, pretty much everything in Epcot. I was I was really surprised. I'm really, really curious to see what crowd levels are like this season as compared to previous ones. And it makes me want to go, even though <laughs> I know I can't. <laughs> That's shocking to me that you that all of that stuff was available. I mean like Absolutely. I said I when we've gone for Christmas, it's been with a large group. It's usually my parents, my brother and, and his family, my aunt and uncle, who's my, my father's brother. That's usually our traveling party. And sometimes his kids come too, my cousins, and, and now they're married and have children as well. So it's usually a large group. So my father and my uncle, other than asking us what fast passes, and sometimes they don't even do that. They just, they just they'll plan everything, and we just kind of go and just follow like lemmings. So I haven't... I haven't planned my own Christmas trip ever. <laughs> the only time it kind of went it went awry 
this is a fitting episode because we're, we're talking about planning and for Christmas, I guess. I don't want to bring the whole thing down, so I'm not going to go into great detail on it. But in 2012, the last year that we were there, my grandfather had had passed away while we were down there on Christmas Day. Oh. And like I said, without going into great detail, I was very close to my grandfather. We lived with him over 10 years. And so that put a whole different spin on Christmas at Walt Disney World for me because I'll never forget where I was we were just coming off a of soaring my wife myself and my oldest son and walked into the eatery area everybody else was sitting there grabbing a little something to eat and breakfast it was like 9 40 10 o'clock in the morning and my uncle came over and told us the news and we went through the the crying and the grieving and everything else and then my father and my uncle left the next day to drive back up to Connecticut to take care of everything they had to take care of. You know, they held all the services till my wife and I got back with the kids. They didn't want us to cut our vacation short. So kind of were left alone after that to do everything else on our own. I mean, stuff was planned and things like that, but it did change, change a lot of things. So it's so Christmas time in that respect will always be special to me and certain things that we did. I feel like if I did go back on Christmas, I have to do them kind of in the same manner because uh, th- that night we ate, I think, believe we had Christmas dinner at Via Napoli. Yeah, we did because then I remember watching Illuminations and the Peace on Earth tag and that was, you know, emotional for all of us just because of the whole situation. But so that always holds a... A dear place in my heart and then the next day no they left the day after so they stayed the 26th they left that night the day after Christmas night my father and my uncle and we were at the studios that night I remember and at the Osborne lights and looking around with all, all that stuff with the kids and everything so unfortunately I never get to see that again because it's gone but it's the memories that went along with it before that were great I'd love to go back again so my kids are older now so I don't have any issues of taking my kids down there again. I, I just I don't know how I would how I would go about planning it though. You know I don't know where what I would do and where I would go and what parks I would hit where. Uh, I'd probably tap you, Adrian, for for ideas. That's my thing, right? That's I was actually going to mention that when whenever I sit down to plan any trip, I always do it in the same way, and that's kind of like step number two for me is sitting down with everybody that's going on the trip and deciding what's important to us, what are our priorities, what do we really want to accomplish while we're down there. For example, when we're going next June, it's me, my husband, my sister, and then my kids. And me and my husband and my sister sat down and we said, okay, I want to make sure I eat. Like, I want to go to homecoming really badly. And my, um, my husband, you know, who's newly into roller coasters, he wants to Make sure he gets on the rock and roller coaster or whatever incarnation of it it is by next June. Um, but that's kind of where I always start. It's you were saying, you know, you don't even know where to start. That's what I always do. I always start with, okay, what do I really want to accomplish? And when I was doing this hypothetical trip, the only thing I really want to do is the Very Merry Christmas Party, which I've never done. And then I realized, well, if I go the week of Christmas, I don't get to do that. So, right. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, they wouldn't be able to sneak that in there. There's just too many people in the park. Yeah, yeah. But 
I don't want it to come across that it's such a negative thing that it's crowded because yes it is and it's something you have to prepare for and plan for and understand you're not getting on every attraction even if you stayed there for the 10 days you, you know you only get three fast passes and but now with with being able to do the fourth and the fifth and however many you can get through the app it's not like you have to go stand in line at those kiosks because if you had to do that forget it right you, oh, you, you, never you mind. literally yeah. yeah it's not worth it at that point you either suck it up and be like all right if i really want to do another attraction then you know it is i mean because even you know figment and the rides that never have a line are going to have 45 minute waits you know people move a line is might be 15 minutes wrapped no it's (laughs) it gets up there because there's nothing else to go on you know what i mean like people are walking around looking to for a standby line that's not insane and have run out of fast passes and that's kind of your go-to in the magic kingdom Oh, yeah, if definitely. You're, if you're walking around Tomorrowland, you know, even the carousel, everything gets, everything has a line. And it, you, you got to expect the, unex- and it goes for, you know, the eateries, the quick service and everything else. So I can honestly say, though, the many, I think we've been down there five times during Christmas season. I've never had a bad experience as far as with, you know, having to wait too long or even seeing guests that are you know have lost their cool you know and i'm sure it happens i'm just i have not seen it with my own eyes being down there you know people just that have completely just lost their stuff and have either screaming at their children or yelling at cast members so i think they do a really good job of preserving the magic while trying to hurry it along right (laughs) if you know what i mean you know that's you can't lollygag you just you got to keep moving you know there's there's not it's hard to explain because you can't just like it's hard to just stand there and take it all in because you're going to get run over you know unless right. you're off to the side or you find a nice bench or something in in doing your planning thing what restaurants did you i know you mentioned some but like did you did you choose one for christmas day or yes. or christmas eve so what what were your thoughts on that or what were your ideas on that were you park hopping or were you picking a park you know you're going to be in all day I picked a park that I kind of would be our main park for the day and decided to really challenge myself and put myself in Magic Kingdom on Christmas Day and New Year's Eve. Oh, um, my God. I know, just because I'm insane. <laughs> but was still able to get decent decent reservations. On Christmas Day, there was a Be Our Guest dinner reservation open. However, it was like 11 o'clock at night, and I'm not dragging my three-year-old <laughs> old out at 11 right. o'clock. But there was a Skipper Canteen, which I've never eaten there before. So that's kind of on my list anyway. And on, I will say though, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, 26th, 27th, they weren't terrible. I could pretty much get whatever I wanted. It wasn't until Christmas, I mean Christmas, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, that things went insane. And you could barely get anything. New Year's Eve at Magic Kingdom, the There were no breakfast reservations, no lunch reservations. The only thing I could get was a Liberty Tree Tavern dinner reservation. Wow. And that was it. But still, it's something, you know? I'm amazed even at three weeks out, close to a month out, that there was even anything at all anywhere. I I seriously am. No, I'm kidding. I mean, I'm not kidding. I got just kind of going out through the day. I picked one restaurant per day that I would do a table service. I got 50s Primetime Cafe, Skipper Canteen, Garden Grill with a Candlelight Processional, Tusker House, Hollywood Brown Derby, Tiffin's, Teppanito, and Liberty Tree Tavern. Wow, nice. We're all 
Now, this was for a family of four, correct? Yes, family of four. See, maybe that's why... Maybe I'm going I'm going at it from the large group approach because, like I said before, we've never been there where it's just like a family of four. I mean, my, right. my, my immediate family is five, and I've, we've never gone just the five of us. There's always been a group of 15 or 20, so that, that throws a whole different wrench into it with yeah, trying to true. plan these meals. I can't imagine doing 15. Yeah, that's kind of been that's kind of been our norm, you know, when we've gone, down, which is which is crazy, you know. It's like my wife and I have never been there alone with just our kids. Sands that trip when my grandfather passed away, and we were there. I forget how long we stayed after that. I think we were there. We were there till the day after New Year's because one of my cousins had come down like the day after, and we met up with them and and hung out with them for. Him and his wife, at, or maybe fiance at the time, not sure they were married, but either way, we met up with them and, and had a couple dinners with them. That was our first be our guest dinner. I remember when we we met with them and ate in the West Wing, and that was our first time eating there over that Christmas trip. And that and that you know the dinner was fantastic, definitely. Well, and then, a group of fifteen can currently get into Tusker House at seven forty-five for dinner on New Year's Eve. Just wow. in case you're curious. <laughs> I don't know if that that says good or bad things about the Tusker House dinner. <laughs> hey, I've never done dinner, but breakfast was amazing. I love the breakfast there. It's probably one of my favorite character breakfasts, only yes. because because of the different stuff they have. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Well, you know what? Because Animal Kingdom isn't a. It's, it's not one not, of the go-to places for yeah. for that day. Like, I and would that's agree. The only resort reservation that's open for a group that long. I mean, a non-resort. The only park reservation that's open the other ones are at fort wilderness old key west and animal kingdom lodge are the only places that could accommodate 15 wow at this point wow. so but i told you by the time you got to new year's eve it was insanity I'm trying to get good yeah stuff. oh no definitely and I, th- I think new year's eve and day and the day after depending on how school vacations everything play into it are are still in are still crazy insane i remember new year's eve the last time we were there we were at epcot which if you like to to have drinks, then that's you know that's kind of your only you option. Because well, now I don't know what they're doing this year at the studios. Now that they have a fireworks show, they they may hold that park open later. They have DJs everywhere. Animal Kingdom, I if Rivers of Light is kind of running, I don't know what the deal is with that. I haven't mm. been following up on it. I don't know if they're going to hold that park open later. I, obviously, they can't do fireworks because of the animals, but I, I don't know if there's going to be any sort of entertainment. They haven't released anything or anything that I've seen about any of the entertainment for for Christmas time or New Year's Eve. I will give a little tip, though. The New Year's Eve fireworks, they do run the day before New Year's Eve and New Year's Eve. So on the 30th, they will run the, the New Year's Eve show just without the countdown, but they'll have the special fireworks after wishes for it. They may even that's do the countdown. They do, they do do the countdown because that's the video that my father has of it is of they went to Magic Kingdom New Year's Eve Eve. <laughs> And did the fireworks. Well, I think they do it because they know it's going to be so crowded and people, if they want to see both shows. Well, because then Illuminations, they do a a special New Year's Eve tag on the end of it either. But Epcot is a complete zoo because Mm -hmm. you have the the alcohol involved. And not saying a zoo because people are misbehaving. It's just because more people are there because you can get your your actual champagne. You can get an actual beer and have, you know, do an official toast. Same thing with the studios because they sell alcohol at at those parks. You know, the Magic Kingdom is busy because it's a Magic Kingdom, you know. Right, exactly. And Epcot but, does the fireworks twice on New Year's Eve. 
They huh. certainly do. They do illuminations at nine or nine thirty. Yeah, the regular and, show at nine, and then New Year's Eve fireworks at eleven thirty or eleven eleven fifty something like, like that. Like eleven yeah. fifty, and then their tag hits like right close to midnight. Right after midnight, right. The only thing I can't say about Epcot, I don't know if they do it at all the parks. I'm sure maybe they do. I remember a year they handed out complimentary, like the paper hats that say Happy New Year. But then along with that, those goddamn stupid noisemakers that you you, know, you blow the horns oh, yeah. and the goddamn ratchet things you hold in your hand, that makes you want to strangle people. Oven because they handed them out at like 5 o'clock. So it's like maddening. After five minutes, you've had enough of it. You know, hand them out like an hour before New Year, before like eleven o'clock. So that I remember being supremely annoying. I don't know that they still do that uh, because we, the last New Year's Eve we were there in 2012, we were in Epcot, but we were got the hell out of there by eight or eight thirty, just because younger kids didn't want to deal with the crowd, and we were staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge. So I was fine hanging out in the lobby and staring at that beautiful Christmas tree and grabbing a drink at Victoria Falls Lounge. You know, let the kids just relax. So I don't know that my wife or I made it to midnight that night. (laughs) (laughs) But there's definitely tons of different ways to to go about it. Now, I know Milford has been down there as well, So and he's not gone with young children because his kids are are older than than all of our children. Well, actually, we took a trip in 2005 with both the kids when they were middle school slash high school. Okay. It was crazy. And the kids got really tired really fast, late at night, waiting on fireworks at Epcot. And then the next two times I went, I was by myself. I actually went on a solo trip on two different Christmas breaks because I had other oh, wow. friends that were going. And yeah, that was always, it's always crazy. It's just crazy. Epcot has way too many... I mean, when you when you can't move in Epcot and it's elbow to... I mean, you've got your arms crossed just so you can walk through the crowd. That's how crowded right. it is well, at Epcot. And that's just around the, the Lagoon and World Showcase. Future World's like a ghost town. Yeah. Really? For the most part. For the most part, because night, they yes. don't... Th- those attractions don't stay open. You know, they Mission Space and Soarin', but they don't hold Nemo and f- maybe Nemo because it's popular, but Figment, Energy, if it's, you know, still in existence at some point, they, you know, those don't stay open all night long. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they may hold them maybe till They usually have 10, a DJ but... there at the fountain, on the backside of the fountain. Yes, they definitely and have a DJ in the backside of the fountain. area gets pretty crowded, but, I mean, yeah, up towards because... the Epcot, up towards spaceship earth it's dead yeah well because after midnight then the parks are usually open for like magic kingdom was open till three in the morning you know with those dance parties and stuff and there was a couple of djs at magic kingdom one on the castle and then one maybe in Fantasyland or back in frontierland i'm not i'm not sure but yeah because you know so then everybody but i think the park is close no they must have some attractions open but i i can't remember because we never stayed that late or that anywhere like that. I just, I mean, I enjoy the park, but I don't enjoy the park late night, extra magic hours with that many people. That's the time where there's not supposed to be a lot of people there. You know, I, I, I've done the early magic hour, extra magic hours till two in the morning, my wife and I, but it's been and not a peak season. So you, you kind of have your run of, run of the place for what you want to get on. So the other, the other thing that's, that's tricky is like I mentioned before, it's, it, 
the parks do get full to capacity, definitely Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And what that means is they don't let anybody in. There's, they have different phases. I, I don't have it in front of me. I don't know what they are. But it's basically the general public and people coming from like Universal or other parks are the first ones that they don't let in. After that, the next phase is I think they only annual pass holders, uh, people coming from other Disney parks are allowed in. And then the next one is... Uh, no park hopping, it's just annual pass holders or people with dining reservations. I don't even think they honor fast passes at that point. And then there is a full closure, which is nobody gets in no matter what credentials or what you have. Wow. And Magic Kingdom has been fully closed I'd almost every Christmas even day and day after for the past bunch of years because that's when I get crazy and, and monitor the... Uh, <laughs> more social media now but wdw magic was always the quickest they have an app that always responded the fastest to when the the closures were happening so you're just like up to the minute and i was like oh my god you know we would joke when we weren't there up oh, you know magic it's 10 o'clock magic Kingdom's you know closed already you know phase three or whatever they call it now you know so it's funny to to see you know when you're not there and then when you've been there and experienced it you know and it's so that's also a thing to, to keep into consideration because you you may say to yourself, it's 1130 in the morning at Magic Kingdom and you can't move anywhere. You can't even, you know, there's a line for the bathroom. <laughs> and you're like, all right, I'm just going to leave and go somewhere else. Well, you may not be able to. So if you leave, you the only place you may be able to go is your resort. Or I don't know that studios or Animal Kingdom have ever closed due to capacity but like I said, with half of studios closed this year, that may happen may happen this year. And Animal Kingdom, I think, like like we said, it's not – I don't think it's a super popular Christmas Day park. It may be for people who want to be away from the insanity and just want to stroll. I mean, I'm sure it's busy, but I, it's, I, I don't see it, that park being wall-to-wall people, you know, where you can't move or can't, you know, get to something or, or go on anything, so – It'd be interesting to see different people's plans and what how they go about it. You know, now now the parks are getting busier and busier, and there's more stuff to do and less stuff to do as far as the studios is concerned. I guess my thought about that would be, you know, there's this debate now that you can get multiple fast passes. About it used to be you would make your fast passes for starting around eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, one o'clock, something like that, so that you could hit things without lines first thing in the morning. But my philosophy has kind of changed in that now I usually make my fast passes for 9, 10, and 11 so that I can get multiple more throughout the day. And so I just wonder how that kind of, how that works during an, an incredibly busy time. Because again, I've gone during summer, like peak summer times, but I've never been when it's that insane. So I don't know. Yeah, no, that's that's a good way to look at it because I forget about those. I've never used those extra mm-hmm. ones uh, just because last time we were there for, during a super busy time, you had to go to the kiosk and I just wasn't waiting right. in line. It wasn't. If I was going to wait in line two hours to secure a fast pass, I'll go stand in, a, in the actual attraction right. line for 90 minutes or whatever it is and ride don't, on the rock and just go on the attraction. Don't wait in a line to skip a line. To skip right that to me that to me is a total waste, but for people who weren't pass holders or resort guests, you didn't have any other options. You had to do that at that 
three years, you know, four years ago yeah. now. We're in 2016. So there, there's multiple. I don't think there's a right and a wrong way, I guess, is what we're trying to get out here because I, I, you know, I can speak from only the experiences that I had. And I know I haven't given great examples because I didn't write an outline down for what <laughs> I was going to, you know, kind of speak about tonight. But just being there with, with kids and stuff, I just, it was less about being in the park and getting on attractions than just being in the park, being anywhere on the property and just having the experience of it. I, I, I think every time we've stayed there, it's been, we've stayed at the Wilderness Lodge the first time we, we went there for Christmas. So that, you know, gorgeous lobby, beautiful grounds, plenty to do in the lodge and the resort itself. There's always activities and, and just things to do. Plenty of room in those lobbies for your kids to crawl around and move around and do stuff without bothering <laughs> anybody and not having to worry about anything. Especially the wilderness, both of them, because they're open. I mean, you can just sit on a uh, a bench, like in the Animal Kingdom Lodge, and there's a tree in the middle, but as long as you keep them away from the staircase, I mean, they can just roam around that lobby. It's just, it's you know, you're not going to bother anybody. It's beautiful. Just being there is enough for me. Maybe because I'm a frequent visitor, as many of us on this podcast are. I think the only thing I would recommend is don't make your very first trip to Walt Disney World yeah. <laughs> during the holiday season because... Number one, I think it's just way too overwhelming, and I think it would just leave a bad taste in people's mouth, and that's it's just not the way you want to experience that place for the first time. And even sometimes for seasoned veterans, they just want to have nothing to do with that sort of crowd level or that sort of craziness. That's me. <laughs> okay, so Jessica, I'm glad you're talking. I have a question for you. When we were talking last week about holiday overlays... Yes. I was talking to my sister, who is a huge Nightmare Before Christmas fan, and we were talking about the overlay on that's on Haunted Mansion out there, right? Yep. So would you recommend a first-time Disneyland trip during the holidays? Well, I guess it, <laughs> it, it depends on how close to Christmas you care about going, because I will say that I went the week before Thanksgiving, and everything was already up. And the crowds were, there was nobody around. So you could actually walk around and take in all the decorations. And it was beautiful. And I loved it. And I'd recommend that. But if you're really gung-ho about going, like, at Christmas, it's a disaster. It's just <laughs> so hard to, Disneyland is a very compact park. So it's not, a California Adventure, when it's really crowded, it's actually much easier to get around. Because there's just more places to go. There's more built-in space to, like, sit and lounge Disneyland just doesn't have any sort of luxury of space. So if there's a lot of crowds, there's no avoiding them. Like, you will feel it. So right. if you want to go to see the holiday overlays and the decor, if you go the week before Thanksgiving-ish, you'll be solid and you'll love it. If you want to go late December, you won't have fun, <laughs> is, is my... <laughs> Well, how I'd put it. <laughs> okay, so we know we talk a lot about how Disney World is more of a, t a tourist park and Disneyland is more of a locals park. Do you feel like Disneyland isn't quite as equipped to handle the surge of crowds as Disney World is? Or is it about the same, would you say? Um, based on what you described in Disney World, it sounds about the same. During off-season, I think Disneyland is almost completely a local park everyone there comes for day trips and stuff but during peak summer like around fourth of july and christmas it's just like any other disney park yeah. where it's all tourists so um 
I've never been in the park when it's hit capacity, thankfully, but <laughs> I think that that would be really awful. So I definitely think that there's no sense of like, it's just people day tripping around Christmas time. Those are people staying three or four days in the resort hotels and kind of doing like a really big family vacation. There's a lot of huge groups around Christmas time. Okay. Because now that my sister knows that there's a nightmare before Christmas ride, that's like top move to the top of her bucket list. Have so. her the, the week before Thanksgiving, she can go on it 15 times in a row and she okay, can just, perfect. That's what she can do. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And I, I'll say the same thing for here, and I know I've mentioned it before on here about uh, the fact that last year, Thanksgiving time, we were there. And uh, I'd say the same thing. Like, if almost similar to what Adrian said at the beginning of the, of the podcast about going the first two weeks of December, you're going to get the whole thing. Like, like we've said before, Christmas starts November 1st in Walt Disney World. If you want to just experience the decorations and the ambiance, the music... And not worried about being there exactly on Christmas Day or the week between Christmas and New Year's. Then and and about and like Adrian said, you'll get the Christmas party if you would like to try that for that's what your family wants to do. That's the time to go. Because you're gonna you're gonna kids are still in school. I mean if if you know, we we've always yanked our kids out because as much as Adrian's for the rules, <laughs> I am against the rules, pirate. So we've just kind of pulled the kids out and dealt with it in that respect and have not gotten much pushback but now that my kids are getting older and my son's in middle school now it's more heavily frowned upon than it was years ago so unfortunate for us it it limits when we would go again but if I had the opportunity to go again during that time I I definitely would without a doubt and and I know Adrian mentioned it on our uh, uh, bucket list episode that she would love to go and do kind of like the trifecta, the fall <laughs> trifecta, which was his the Halloween party, food and catch the end of food and wine, and the Mickey's uh, the Christmas party. And I, I know my my parents have done that. They've gone end of October and hit the last. They used to do the Halloween party besides Halloween night. They would do it November first. I don't believe they do that anymore, but they used to do that. So they would catch the the Halloween party on the first. And then I believe the first Christmas party, I think is like that next weekend. And they would, they would stay and they would catch that, but to be retired and not have children (laughs) to worry about is a beautiful thing. So I don't see that happening for me anytime soon. (laughs) Yeah. That's also on my bucket list. (laughs) To be retired. To be retired. My children old enough that I can do this guilt free. (laughs) You and me both. Me both. (laughs) And, and I will be honest, and I think I did mention this on the last one, but since we're talking about Christmas and time and, and managing time during the busy times, I don't feel the Christmas party is worth it for the actual Christmas party. Um, you know, they, they hand out cookies and hot chocolate and, and things like that, which is great. Uh, I, I don't enjoy hot chocolate, so that matters nothing to me. Uh, you know, free cookies are fine. I'll, I'll eat as much as those as I can stuff in my face. But the Christmas parade to me is not as good as the Halloween parade. So it just doesn't, it just didn't do it for me. And so if you were going to pay the the price to go to the Christmas party, I would use it towards doing attractions. I, I don't know that there are as many special characters for 
pitchers as there are for Halloween? I know there's Santa Claus and there's Mrs. Claus, princes. but unless you you can do is there like okay. the princes meet with their princesses in Princess Fairytale Hall? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, I'm a see, I dork. didn't know that. That way, okay. I have to know these things. <laughs> no, but that's good. That's good to know because that would be like I'd be interested in, in going and grabbing a picture with that because it, it's so rare. Not something you would, yeah. It's so rare. So me per, on a personal level, if I were to do it again, that I would focus my time more on that, and I think my kids would appreciate that too because. They're not at the. They like the parades, but I, I don't think they really would care if they didn't see it. And my son's not a huge fireworks fan. My oldest one, so even standing watching the, I love that stuff. But as we've said before, you know, when you're there with your kids, you, it's kind of like a give and take thing. So I would, you know, if you're going to pay the price, the hard ticket price, to be in the in the park for the Christmas party, I would use it to do all that extracurricular things and not worry about the parade or the fireworks. If you happen to be around the front of the castle or behind it, and the fireworks are going off, then great. It's holiday wishes. It's a nice show. It's you know it's got Christmas elements to it. It's a little bit different, but um, you know it's not the end all be all. Uh, in my that's now that's my opinion. So I, I just feel like it's something I have to experience at least once. You know, oh, no, I completely agree, and that's why we did it last year. And that's the first time I would ever done the Christmas party when we went with our friends last year for over Thanksgiving. I've done done the Halloween party multiple times, and, and that I like to see everything, and I don't worry about the, the other characters, just because, as we've talked about before, it's impossible to do everything. Right. You almost have to have two tickets to go to two separate parties <laughs> on that thing. So I, I feel the Christmas party isn't as overwhelming in that respect. Right, because there's no trick-or-treating and that kind of thing to, to take away no. from all the other stuff. Right. I mean... Yeah, I, I think the, where they have the trick-or-treating, they hand out the hot chocolate and cookies, but it's the same everywhere. Right. It's hot chocolate and it's sugar cookies, so it's not a highly coveted, like, like candy type thing. <laughs> so I think what we've discovered during this episode is it's crazy to go during the holidays, but it's also awesome with planning. Yeah, definitely. This is this is one time where I, where I will say... It definitely has to be a planned thing. You can't just, number one, just because of the sheer amount of people down there, you can't just show up on a whim on any one of those days because you may get into the park, but you're not going to do anything without waiting in line. For seasoned veterans and people who are have been going to the parks for a long time and are experienced in you know, the crowds and, and how to move about the park and have done been on everything and, and eaten at a lot of restaurants, I think it's a great thing to try at least once. You know, you don't have to go for a full week. Go for a couple of days and, and just feel it out for your first time. You know what I mean? It's hard to say because you got to know your family. If you're traveling with young kids, you got to know your kids. You can't you can't push them all day. I mean, we, we've reiterated this multiple times <laughs> on, on this podcast, and I'm sure you can hear it anywhere and everywhere about it, but it can be a very emotional and very exhilarating experience just for for multiple reasons there's just there's so much to look at there's so much to see well beyond the decorations all the different storytellers in epcot and, and all the the resorts and the gingerbread houses everywhere and the different christmas trees at all the resorts and other ones do special other special things you know train sets here and there it's it really really can be a phenomenal thing and i am not a religious person so the religious aspect doesn't draw me into it it's just the there's just something else in the air when you're down there over christmas time that no matter what your your faith is 
in however you choose to practice that part of your life it it really doesn't matter at that point you know when you're down there it's like it's a whole different religion if you could use the word it's it's disney it's its own entity within itself <laughs> uh, i i think that's the one thing people can probably agree on whether you're christian jewish hindu muslim or whatever it's just a universal a universal thing it's a very powerful thing i, I can say that from experience it's it's really 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 is so I think that's going to wrap this up. Hopefully that was some help towards people. And definitely reach out to Adrian if anybody's thinking of trying to do any sort of planning. Uh, apparently even for this year. <laughs> so so, so hit her up. Anytime, anytime. <laughs> and definitely if it's something for next year. And I know when we've planned these trips, they've been definitely a year out in advance. You know, with if you're a DVC member, you can, you know, at your home resort, you're 11 months out and you can book it. And I know those do fill up fast you know you your dining is 180 days your pass your fast passes are 60 so definitely take advantage of all that stuff even though adrian was able to get these what she had mentioned during this this mock-up trip that that she planned last week uh i, I wouldn't use that as the norm and i believe she would give you that advice as well Absolutely. but it, it, it definitely is a doable thing if you wanted to but you know she's using her her parameters, which is a family of four, two adults, two children. So depending on what your traveling party is, it changes, uh, definitely changes greatly. You know, if you've done the thing like where Milford, where you've gone on a solo trip, that is obviously by far the easiest way to, to tackle the Christmas thing because you only have to worry about yourself. And as for dining, they can sneak one person in anywhere pretty much. So that's always a plus in that respect. Yeah, and the odd thing I found, I just actually looked on the DVC website to see what I could book. Everything's booked solid except for the weekend of Christmas. I huh. could book a studio or a one-bedroom for the weekend of Christmas, checking out on the 26th. Interesting. Let me guess, Sarat Saratoga. Uh, actually, Saratoga and Old Key <laughs> West. Saratoga because it's the biggest and it always has yeah. rooms. Old Key West, that shot. Well, that's the next yeah, one. But that that week after, completely solid, no openings at all. The week between Christmas yeah, and New Year's on Tuesday. Oh, definitely. Yes, yeah. that that week is. Yeah, that's hard. And then I'll tell you, and I think I mentioned it on the last one or one before. Let's see. So this year, everything's on on Sundays. So New Year's Day is a Sunday. So some places use the Monday as the observed holiday. That Tuesday and Wednesday, the place becomes a ghost town. Because everybody's back to work and school, and and I and I'm not even kidding. Because we've stayed, we've come in the 27th or 28th and stayed through New Year's and left, which is kind of a mistake. Left on Marathon Weekend, which if you're driving, it's impossible to get out of the property because yeah. everything is closed off for the marathon. <laughs> so keep that in mind. If you're leaving that first weekend in January, you got to get the hell out of there at like three in the morning, or <laughs> you're kind of screwed till Sunday night because everything is closed. Yeah. Everything. And it is a nightmare to drive around Disney property during the full marathon weekend. I tell you, that's because they the Christmas stuff doesn't disappear as fast as it appears. <laughs> so it hangs around till about the second week of January. So, hmm. but park hours do definitely get cut way way back. There's a whole different. You're good months before, and you're good for about a week after. <laughs> the holiday season if you want to catch all the decorations without the insanity so you may not get all the you're not going to get all the entertainment that comes with it but if you're just interested in seeing the parks all decked out and 
and hearing the, the music loops around everywhere, which are fantastic in a lot of the parks and in the hotels, resorts as well, uh, then then you can definitely go about it that way. And with that, I think we are going to say goodbye. <laughs> So thank you for listening. You can find us on the internets at thedizexplorers.com where you can find links to all our other social media accounts on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube. And you can also find links for all of the troopers. So you can get in touch with us on any of our social media. All of us are on Twitter, some of us Instagram, some of us Facebook. So you can definitely find all of us on there if you would like to continue this conversation with us. And definitely get in touch with Adrian if you have any planning questions or want any sort of advice as to how to go about not only for holiday time, but anytime at Walt Disney World. If you have anything for Disneyland, you can definitely reach out to Jessica over on the West Coast and she will guide you to any sort of Disneyland planning. So with that, we are going to say goodnight. And we thank you for listening, and we'll talk to everybody else soon.